0: Welcome to the Feel Better Naked podcast, real life, real women, no shame. We take it from drop it like it's hot to I can't get off the toilet. In this podcast, we tackle questions about real issues women have to face with their body, life, love, and their career. Every week, Dr. Letitia and Dr. Jennifer, both physical therapists and business owners, will share from their life experiences and expertise on their journey to feeling better naked. Join us as we ask the questions you never ask and have fun while doing it. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Feel Better Naked podcast. I'm Dr. Letitia. I got my girl, Dr. Jennifer, here with me on today. And we're going to have some fun on today. I am going to interview my girl so we can get down to the nitty gritty. Let those secrets come on out. No, this is just joking. Not, We don't have to have secrets come out if you don't like them too. But we're going to dig a little bit deeper into how she became the woman she is today. Looking at her journey. Um, and we'll keep on, we'll get come over there. I'm going to go ahead and introduce her first then we can talk a little bit before we hop on into that interview. So Dr. Jennifer is the owner of Regenerate Physiotherapy, a specialty in pelvic physical therapy clinic, South of Atlanta. She helps women and men with pelvic health conditions, finding lasting relief. Uh, She will talk about some conditions I'm sure today and and beyond kind of throughout the the podcast. She has a doctor of uh, physical therapy, graduated from University of Indianapolis. She transitioned from treating orthopedic conditions with a focus on manual therapy after 10 years to become a pelvic physical therapy specialist. She also runs an awesome group called Pelvic Thrive Wellness private Facebook group. She has a passion for teaching physical therapists and mentoring her clinic as physical therapy service as well as prenatal and postpartum fitness. She's on her journey. She'll begin her journey to become a certified health coach in 2022. Hey girl, you are awesome. How are you doing and what's going on with the family? Hey, thanks for that nice
1: introduction. I am doing good. My birthday's coming up this week. <laughs> I like birthdays. Um, So, we are now into the new year, and I'm super excited for the goals I have set for the business I run here with my awesome team. And health coaching is on the horizon. I really want to specialize in pelvic health coaching um, and sexual health coaching as well. Something I'm really excited about for 2022. And I'm not yet going to be 40. 39 so so that's what's what's going on with me what's up what's up with you
0: now that you're a new decade yeah exactly Ooh, yeah you're you're 40 is ready to shine I'm I'm confident I know that some big things going to be going on this uh year as I continue to progress on the uh on my feel better naked journey and some things just kind of switching um as far as business-wise too really being able to hone in and, and helping a lot more people on this year that I'm I'm excited about.
1: That's great. That's
0: great. All right, girl, let's dive on in. So just tell me a little bit about you and and your story.
1: Yes, I am the youngest of three. Grew up in Michigan and Indiana. Um, We've got my dad who um, worked a ton and very charismatic guy, great storyteller, author, and a mother who loved to read and watch her some shows. If she were living today, she would be loving this Netflix stuff. Um, All these streaming apps, all these shows, all the things we can dive into, but was always a very driven child who thrived kind of um, to always get A's in class, even in second grade. If I got a B, I was thinking I failed. Um, But very driven kid, motivated, and moved out to Kokomo, Indiana in the uh, in 5th grade and I thought everyone had a southern accent. I said, "What? How are people?" I used to go by Jenny, but in Indiana they said Jenny. So, I went ahead and said, "Can you just call me Jennifer?" <laughs> Jennifer, not Ginny?" Um, I had that funny Michigan accent. Um, and uh Grew to really love, you know, my community and friends. Um, they became a really big part of my family as I had a mother who really dealt with some chronic pain and struggled through that. I really dove deep into some friendships and it was life altering to have those, including ours. We ran track together. So I loved to move. I remember sitting in, um, I believe it was fifth grade or sixth grade, learning about health. And I went in and went home and told my parents, we've got to get this food. I need these vitamins. My health journey started when I was 11 um, and 12, so I really knew I wanted to live a healthy life and move, so I loved to run. I loved the hurdles. Um, I, of course, live in Indiana. I attempted to play basketball, but we were in Kokomo, Indiana, and there were some, I think everyone on that varsity team, including you, got these full rides, and uh, I said, I'm gonna go ahead and quit as I sat on the JV bench and went ahead and did indoor track. I also played a little soccer at the end there, and That was a lot of fun and um, knew always that, you know, I was going to become a physical therapist, of course. Um, We'll talk about that, I'm sure. But went ahead and went to University of Indianapolis after I um, got my bachelor's in exercise science and physiology and Indiana State. I went to University of Indianapolis, met my spouse in Indiana um, in college, and a friend introduced us. And... We moved out to Seattle after I got my doctorate in physical therapy, and I was going to become a fellow in manual therapy. Um, We lived in Seattle for a few years, came back to good old Indiana, and um, we moved around for my spouse's job in the Midwest and uh, came all the way down to Georgia for his work with the intentions of going back to Indiana. But the weather down here is so much better from Indiana and Michigan. So um we just felt in our souls this is where we we belonged and um we expanded our family to i wanted a third child you guys and uh my husband was done with two but he said are you going to regret it if we don't try again and i said yeah and we tried for a couple months it took us about six seven months and we got pregnant and then we found out it was twins Yay! <laughs> so twin life twin mom life um the twins are now five We've got four kids, and um, you know I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, so um, ended up opening my own physical therapy practice about three and a half years ago. And I'm sure we'll talk more on that. But that's like some snippets through my life. But um, I'm just
0: glad to be doing this project with you now. Yes, awesome. Yes, twin life. Oh, my two my my two little my two little buddies who I have to tell tell they have to, well all four of them, but we'll have to tell them. You know, Aunt Tisha said hello. The I next know. time <laughs> when you talk to them. Uh, so yes. I know you had talked a little bit about um, your, obviously your journey. So did you always want to be physical therapist, entrepreneur? What did that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So I, very similar story to yours that I got, um, well, I got injured when I was in seventh grade basketball. I didn't tear my patella. I had that odd skin slatters, knee pain, and I started seeing a PT and then hurt myself again, I think in eighth grade. And the PT was so nice, and I was like, and I loved sports and movement, and I, this, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so I always knew from eighth grade that that's, I just knew that's what I was going to do, and um, changed my mind a few times in PT in undergraduate, thinking I may go med, med school route, but I got in that organic chem (laughs) and I was like, I can't do four more years of this. (laughs) I love all the medical doctors out there, but that just wasn't what was making me feel energetic and alive. So I didn't go that route and stuck with the PT part. Now I pelvic pelvic physical therapist. No, I never thought that I would be doing this type of work, um, which now that I'm doing it, I can't believe why I didn't, but, but no, I, n- I never thought I'd be doing this. I'm so grateful I am.
0: Yeah. And that, that kind of goes back to just looking at kind of our journeys. Like, you know, initially a lot of athletes that wanted to become a physical therapist, they were like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, athletic PT. I'm going to be in an orthopedic yeah. setting, general, or work with sport teams. That's what they, everybody always asks, oh, you play sports. You're going to work with sports teams. I'm like, do you know the percentage of physical therapists that are working with professional sports team? That's mm-hmm. super duper Small, small, small percentage. Yeah. So, And then the, the lifestyle that you have to have with that. Obviously, yeah. games during the evening, the travel schedules. When you think about all that stuff together, not really conducive to super duper having a family and having some work, work-life work balance. So I know yeah. a lot of athletic people that became a PT school, they found out that really their specialty was in a different niche. It could be burns, it could be home health, it could be pelvic health. So it's funny to see or kind of see that journey of what you initially thought in, like, I'm really interested in that. And then something shifts and you're like, no, my passion is really over here.
1: Yeah, that, of course, started, it started with the twins. Now, I always wanted to come out and be a manual therapist, um, which is like a therapist that does a lot of hands-on work, joint joint work, myofascial muscle work. Um, I just liked that part of it. And I love treating the neck But when I was pregnant with the twins, the first time I looked at that ultrasound, I didn't know right away. My husband said he just saw it right away. And then she joked, oh, you want to check to see if there's three? But I knew right then um, what is about to happen to my my body. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, um, and the things I was experiencing during that pregnancy, I realized, well, who could I go see for pelvic health? Cause South of Atlanta, there really weren't any resources and you'd have to drive an hour to go see a pelvic physical therapist. And so my colleague in the clinic, we were, you know, treating two people at once. I had three people, four people in the clinic pregnant about 28, 30 weeks with twins And, um, I still thought, well, am I going to get my fellowship here in manual therapy? And he said, you need to go get your pelvic health certification and open your own clinic. And I said, yep. I remember where I was standing, um, because it was such a big piece that I think was missing in treating women and men knowing more about, um, pelvic floor and pelvic health. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that was, you know, even with it started PT school I don't think we really even knew that that was a specialty or how huge of a hole that was because basically any, you know, any ladies that were pregnant and had issues, they would go to a traditional, maybe physical therapist and like, oh, we can work on this low back pain or we, well, you know, we can do this. But there was no resource afterwards. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like that magical after at six weeks when you're cleared to do everything. <laughs> There's no... There, there, there's no plan of action there it's not even it didn't even come to my forefront that I need to go see a public physical therapist because I didn't know that resource even being a physical therapist I to know. be able to know that oh these are the type of things that you can expect or this is how they're able to help you with a variety of things and that's with you know c-sections and vaginal births so some people that have c-sections they're like oh I had a c-section so you know, everything's all good. I won't have, I just have to go through my traditional healing and I'll still be able to jump back into things or I won't have a history of this, this and that because you never knew. The doctor said you're cleared to exercise and then that was the only resource you had. Yeah. Or that's normal. Yeah. You know, oh, you'll go through that for a little bit. Just wait till your body kind of bounces back and then you're just stuck out there on the on a, on a limb. I guess, like you said, peeing on yourself and having, uh, and when you sneeze or jump, <laughs> mm-hmm. having, having each, Oh, that, you know, that, that'll eventually get better. You know, just wait a little bit, you know, long, you know yeah, yeah, exactly. there There's your exercise. You're doing total body exercise for the you rest of your mean, body. PT,
1: just cables. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. No, you no, don't, don't need that. And we <laughs> you know as good. educated providers, like that's not it. So, so
1: yeah, I, and then entrepreneur, um, I did always know when my first interview out in Seattle, um, with my one of my all time favorite mentors, Michael Tolan, shout out, um, great person and great mentor. He sat down and I remember they asked, you know, what do you want to, what do you envision in the next 10 years? And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to have my own business. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but that's what I always knew I was going to have my own clinic and, um, that ended up happening.
0: So. Yes. he spoke it. All right. So basically, what are some ways that you have found to help with work-life balance? <laughs> Can't even get, barely get that question. Now.
1: Yeah, I think it's a funny question um, because you do feel that you. I don't know why we think there's this perfect equilibrium because it's it's just not. Every day's different. So, so for me, the tools I have used is really prioritizing myself and becoming a little bit more selfish and knowing that being selfish isn't being greedy. Um, But if I'm not taking care of my brain, my body, my mind, my soul, like I can't be a good wife, a mother, or a healthcare provider. So for me, it's just carving out, um, I don't have balance. So I'm just gonna put that out there, (laughs) there isn't. There's days where I'm working as an entrepreneur at night when I probably feel like I need to be talking to the kids more. Letitia has helped me tremendously with the conversation on this. Um this whole bedtime routine, anyone out there with thinking they have to read and do like this f- like phenomenal bedtime routine, that's that's more more for me, but there's days I work a little bit into the evening and and for most parts when I get home I try to turn work off, but um the balance for me is you know, I do see a therapist, so I get my counseling in, um not every month, some months more, but acupuncture, massage therapy, just sitting, I, this sounds silly, but sitting in my car, yeah, in no. the grocery, <laughs> in the grocery grocery store a lot. I sit and maybe that's, you know, listening to a podcast, reading a book, you know, zoning out sometimes on social media, um, can be nice. And I just sit in the quiet. That's kind of how I find balance is really trying to carve out and not feel guilty about taking time for myself and putting myself first.
0: Yeah, so. hey, I can see it. I mean, that's that mom life, for sure, hey, if the grocery store is your quiet place, and you find some peace in the parking lot,
1: it's in the car, do, yeah, yeah.
0: The Oh car. yeah, oh yes, in the car. Let's re, let's reset that in the car, or you know, sitting in no the one's gonna me. And exactly, no one's gonna bother you. You're not mom, you're not wife, you're not uh, answering to you know clients or, or or patients or anything like that. Then take that that self care time. However, you can get it. <laughs> yes. Yes. so kind of going um a little bit further in chat, and obviously, the name of this pilot podcast is the Feel Better Naked Podcast. So what does feeling better naked mean to you?
1: Yeah, feeling better naked to me is very much a sense of what I am. What my brain is thinking of my body, my mind more than the external part, because from the moment we are able to see the world, five, um, we are talked about being skinny. You're too fat. This is too. You've got pimples. Your hair's too curly. Your hair too straight. You have. So I think all of these things are thrown at us. It's a hard battle to win. Even if you have a, a good maternal experience with a mom that is pretty positive about our body, which we all know. We've heard our mothers say, "I need this" or "I need that," um, and so you know. Of course, the diastasis recti is something I like to bring up here because that's a tough one. I knew with the twins, my I held them in my abdomen. My, I held them in for thirty-eight and a half weeks, so you can imagine. Uh, uh, my babies were both six and a half and seven pounds. They were normal-sized babies. What's so hard is that it's such a short stent of your, your life that you don't realize like, man, that's amazing my body could do this, but um, my abdominal wall with diastasis will never look the same. And no one, whether you have diastasis or are twins, you're gonna, your body's going to change. But it was the constant. <laughs> my husband and I were on a date a year postpartum and uh, someone said if we were expecting... <laughs> And uh, my husband, and she said, are you going to have a boy or a girl? And my husband just went along with it and said, oh, we'll be happy with either. <laughs> but I'm like, dang, I don't, yeah. know, I, just, is it- I you know, it's like this whole, when I'm a thin person and um, it's kind of that skinny shaming act, you know, um, aspect of you, when you have a thinner or petite body, then something sticks out. It's like, well, why is that, you know, why do you look that way? So, so. Feeling better naked for me really has been an internal struggle of um i don't know if struggle's the right word, but it, it's hard to to look at your body certain times a month. I'm like, man, I wish I didn't have this, but it's really feeling better overall, like I think we've talked on this of getting the rest I need, getting good digestion um and also being able to move my body because with diastasis, there is some limitations. I do have a little bit of uh, stress urinary incontinence, so leakage when I run. I don't really love to run, so I don't really <laughs> I don't really care to work on it. I used to run, but I'm like, eh, like I just don't really want to work through that because I do help women with that. But, um, you know, I've been able to really progress my fitness because I've always loved to weight lift and, um, you know, do more CrossFit type workouts. And once I felt that my diastasis didn't control what I could and couldn't do. That really empowered me to feel strong. And, um, and when I could move my body and feel strong, I started to feel better in my skin and, um, and really exploring sexual health as I help clients, um, and having that sexual intimacy or just intimacy in general with my partner has been, I think, really healing as well. Cause most, if you've got a good partner, they're not really gonna, they're not really gonna care what your your belly looks like and if they make comments I don't know yeah that's that might
0: yeah that's that's a whole nother whole nother uh (laughs)
1: it's a long answer to I'm still
0: working on you you know
1: the aesthetic part but feeling better I'm right on track with Dr. Letitia on this is not a um you know we go in our medical system and see a doctor and say you got a heart problem, you got a liver problem, you got a kidney problem. We, I'm a more holistic approach of like feeling better for me is like waking up and feeling rested and feeling happy and being kind (laughs) to myself and giving myself, um, you know, grace and, um, our bodies are phenomenal. We're not invincible. We are resilient. So there's a long answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. But yeah, but it makes sense in there. There's a a, a song that came out um, probably a few months ago now. Um, one of the artists I like is Mary J. Blige. She's yeah. got a classic, but it's the, the song is called Good Morning Gorgeous. So yes. if you haven't heard it already, it should be like the female anthem. Okay. <laughs> is yes. that... No matter with first thing up in the morning, you are speaking to yourself that you are gorgeous. this is not after you've done your makeup after you've done your hair, it's first thing in the morning saying mm-hmm. that you are worthy, and I think that is like number you know number one it goes ties directly into yeah. how are your how you're feeling and I mean Mary J Boss always has songs that like break breaking on down like they're like her life she's going through, and you can yeah. relate to the things yeah. you're saying because you're going through the same things um, yeah. as she has, but that is an awesome song. But that kind of, that, that made me remind when you were talking about when you're waking up and just feeling refreshed or that yeah. you had a good sleep, <laughs> yeah. you know, don't, don't take that stuff for granted for sure.
1: Yeah. And I like to mention too, and that goes, you know, that goes on thoughts of what Mary i believe. like when you wake up in the morning and we, we say, I am statements, I am beautiful. I am strong. But skinny shaming, I want to go back to that comment too, because this is again a podcast about no shame, and you know, definition of shame is, I am, for instance, there's guilt and shame, but I am bad would be shame, and I've done something bad is guilt, and shame is of course something we'll talk more about in this podcast, but it's just these expectations we set on ourselves that are, and when I go back to childhood is it can be so deeply ingrained the way you were raised or the experiences you had, or, um, comments that have been made to you. So I think it's a journey for every woman, but, um, being worthy, that's a really good one.
0: Yeah. I like that. So when you're talking about kind of, uh, women and our journeys and obviously there's, you know, a lot of kind of misconceptions and things that people kind of think about. So what do you think about, you know, something that's a common myth or misconception about women over the age of 35 that you like to say, uh, uh-uh, uh that ain't, that ain't right. That ain't it.
1: Um, I'm a pelvic health therapist. <laughs> so I like to talk a little bit about, about that, that aspect, because I do, you know, when we talk about intimacy with our partner and sexual health, it's, it's, it's about intimacy and sharing that with each other and it is good for our brains. Um, and it's, it's this thought of like, well, I'm not going to have a libido anymore. And, um, like, it's just kind of over end game, like going, like just like we had talked about in your interview, it's like, life's over. I'm getting gray hair. I'm this, I can't lose the weight. And, you know, I have no arousal. Like I don't even know what an orgasm is anymore. Um, so I think, you know, that's a big misconception of, you know, having sexual health in your life or being sexually healthy is so many different things. Um, come as you are is a great book. If you, and we'll drop that in show notes, um, because things change throughout your life. But, um, when we talk about, um, that aspect, I think it's so hush hush and we don't mention it a lot, but it's, that's a a misconception that you, that you also have to have just pain, um, pain, not just pelvic pain, painful intercourse, but just push through pain. It's going to hurt. So just give up, give up everything. No sexual health. No, you know, no sexual intimacy. Um, you're not going to be able to go ahead and, um, run any longer or probably shouldn't do those workouts. So I just don't like that these limitations are put on us as we age. That's not what needs. Yeah, that's a lie. So, there were several misconceptions there.
0: Yes, several. But it's all good. They they're all they kind of they all tie together. So yeah. and and we're both still, you know, going through some of those misconceptions like that. Yes. You know, you can still have daily pain. You can have chronic things going on, but it's the way that you reframe and shift those things to be able to say, I'm not gonna let those be deficits to me and be able to say I'm just gonna give up on being able to yeah, or someone
1: tell you that because that's the other problem is that you can't run anymore. Well, you can't. Uh, you're leaking urine because this is something else we'll talk on. Like, oh, you leak urine, probably shouldn't. Just don't do it. That's what happens when you age. Um, and so, you know, pain is normal. It's a part of life, but it's when pain starts to get in the way of what you want to enjoy to do. And um, and so when per- and this is the hard part is you go to your healthcare provider. And in pelvic health world, if you're vulnerable. And you're getting the courage to finally share, like, I'm having painful intercourse. And then you're just told, well, yeah, you're going through menopause. So that's just a part of it. Like, what do you, and then you just, no one talks about this. So then you just go ahead and go home and say, yeah, I guess this isn't for me. And, and you're trying to go on Google and find things. And it, they'll say, just use a lubricant or drink some wine. Now we're seeing pelvic physical therapists more on Google. but um, But yeah, pain's normal, but it doesn't have to prevent you from doing what you enjoy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. You said use lubricant or drink some wine. They said the cooch, the cooch cooch is dry. We have no libido. Yeah. We had no libido. It's super duper low. Okay. Well, you know that just do these things and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's something also to be said of like, when you have um, orgasm too, there's oxytocin released and it's really powerful for the brain and and can help with pain modulation. So, um, and same thing when you get in a good workout, um, the endorphin release, it's just so good to help balance the neurotransmitters in your brain. So that's why I like to talk about those things because uh, most of the time, especially when it comes to public health, we are not really talking about leakage or
0: um, painful sex. So no, not, not at all. That's so but like you said, for you to get the courage and know that you have to be vulnerable in that, to be able to speak up and say it um is important key or just educating people that know, yeah, there are some resources that you hope you don't have to, you know, suffer in silence or, you know, just kind of give up on intimacy or it's a forced thing now. Like, oh, I want my partner, you know, I have to do this for my partner. So it's a stressor the entire time because of all the other issues that, you know, you have going on in your mind and physically and thinking, well, there's not really anything I can do about it. I just got to kind of suck it up.
1: Yeah, and we know that that impacts your relationship. It does. Intimacy does. And and then if it, if you're stuck and your partner doesn't know how to help you and you don't know how to help you. So I'm just going to say if you're struggling with that, reaching out to a pelvic physical therapist is very important um, because this is what we all enjoy treating. And if someone told you to do Kegels. <laughs> no. no. Yes. I don't know how many times I'm going to bring that up during the interview here, but. The answer is not Kegels,
0: exactly. <laughs> so obviously, it's been a process from you being manual, heavy manual physical therapist doing a lot of hands-on techniques, and then really that shift saying, "Oh, I really have a passion for pelvic health and helping women." Kind of throughout your process of achieving, achieving your goals, or obviously you're still in process. What what have you learned about yourself? <laughs> I guess one, one or two things. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there could be a lot of things that we both. Well, you know, I think it's more about what entrepreneurship has done because
1: one of the biggest things was my fear of failure. Um, this constant fear of failing. And the other thing is I have to heal the world. So my background is, you know, I had a mom with Crohn's disease and chronic pelvic pain. So it's, a little ironic that now I'm a pelvic physical therapist who didn't dream of becoming one. Um but I was also a nurturer and so a little bit of things that unlocked for me is I felt like I needed to heal the world and would say yes a lot and overbook myself with patience and um when you become an entrepreneur it does push you into discomfort of of um it's not like you got the steady flow of money coming in it's, you've got to work for it. And, um, and there's times where it's just tough and it's really, you know, you're hustling, but then, you know, you're saying yes too much. And, um, and so a couple things that I've really learned is, um, you know, knowing that, um, the, the only way you fail is if you don't try. <laughs> and so I haven't failed because I tried, I'm trying. And then, um, that it's not up to me to heal someone who comes to see me I'm here to help give you tools but I don't need to fix you because you don't need to be fixed so that's been something through therapy that's really unlocked and truly was ingrained because I had a sick parent who I felt the more I could do for her then she would be healed right and so that's something again I think foundational we have a lot of thoughts that are kind of burnt into us as young children so um, I'm not going to heal the world (laughs) Um, I'm here to help change the way we think about, like you said, a a well healthcare system, not a sick healthcare system,
0: and I'm here to help change mindset. Yeah, I like that changing, and shift, changing and shifting that that mindset. That's good. Yeah. So you know, kind of going off of that, when you are seeing you know, ladies that are having some challenges or people that you can contact, what do you, what advice do you have for other women that are kind of stuck, you know, they want to accomplish a goal or they don't know where to start or, you know, what What would you say to them? I say
1: have courage and just jump in because you're never going to be ready. <laughs> just that's, I think, coming from personal experience like I just mentioned there, but, um, you know, digging deep and just finding that courage to, to jump in, whether that has to do with a professional goal or a personal health goal of, um, and knowing that, you know, be skeptical. If you've got your, someone giving you advice, whether that's a friend, family member, healthcare provider, be skeptical and question, question that person, be curious about, well, why are you giving me that diagnosis? Um, or, or why are you saying, um, that as I age, I'm just going to have pain or, like that can't be the answer so having courage and being skeptical ask questions
0: good yeah i like that they, that having courage that's a, a a huge part it's like one of the things you don't really say but you do have to have courage especially when you're talking about your specialty when you're just talking about in your private in your practice you really have to have courage to step forward and say that this is what's going on and you have to be very clear and forthright so that you can build the the puzzle pieces together to see what treatment looks like. And I think especially with men as well, I would have to say you have to be really courageous as a, a guy to go see a pelvic physical therapist, like recognize that I do need some help <laughs> with that. There's a lot of guys that don't even go to the doctor at all, let alone going to, especially yeah, when it's well, talking about serious. their manhood. You know, when they're talking Mm-mm. about their manhood, Mm-mm. then that's a whole nother, you know, ball game yeah. right there. It is, and I think, A
1: lot of women, we're not talking about it. Men, sure, are not talking about it. So if there's, you know, erectile dysfunction or urinary leakage or or pelvic pain, that's, yeah, it's, you know, you're not alone. Just to let you know, there's a, you know, one out of five people have pelvic pain. So, um, and you are not broken if you're having pain. Um, Something's not wrong with you. Nope, something's not wrong with you again. you don't need to be fixed. We just need to find okay what's what's the root cause of why you're having what you're having, so we can work on on healing that and finding relief.
0: yeah, that's awesome. So now we've gotten through the good questions. Let's shift on now to some little fun questions, so I'm gonna go down the line and I'm gonna ask you this or that questions. You now you can expand on on them if you like. We want your truthful answers. <laughs> No, no, we're not going to go that. We're not going to go that deep. Okay. This (laughs) this or that. Book or movie? Book. Oh, awesome. Any good reads recently? You know, it's all going to be about, um, well,
1: (laughs) so I've got some about, of course, sexual health, but also I love Brene Brown and um, her research on shame and vulnerability. So, um, I'm reading her stuff as well as, and I've got a new book I'm going about to read about body shame. So those are my favorite things. And, uh, i got a long, like a big stack on my, my, uh, bedside. <laughs>
0: nice. Okay. Coffee or tea?
1: Matcha
0: tea. <laughs> I know. See, I, I knew what your answer was going to be. I knew you, you tried to. In- <laughs> now, how do you make your matcha tea?
1: Um, so you have to whisk it with a bamboo whisk. So a little hot water, whisk it. And then we've got a, what's that espresso machine frother, froth the milk. And then you pour the espresso or the, the green tea on top of the hot, the hot milk, you know. Or I just go to my favorite local coffee shop. They know my order. I always get the matcha. <laughs> with a little lavender in it That's
0: pretty good. oh i like see that extra work at home with the frothing and stuff i'll have to just go somewhere yeah and get that done i'm gonna try i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna try My it time. okay singing or dancing dancing for sure oh dancing ah, ah, ah nice yes oh i oh i wish we could get a recording of some dance some dance moves that would yeah, be yeah, a good no, <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> like, yeah see you <laughs> dropping it like we said dropping it like it's hot See, that's what you'd you be doing. Oh, okay. okay. Commando or undies? Are we talking like, like
1: throughout, throughout the day? day.
0: Well, nighttime. I mean, I guess what do you prefer?
1: I wear undies. Okay, but
0: yeah, but you know, sometimes some we are free. Of commando. Yeah. I'm not.
1: I that's just a habit, habit I, I think. think. Yeah, I, I do, do recommend, recommend going commando if you've got go a little. Something's
0: something, something something
1: going on with on your bowl of it. Undies, undies. It's going to un- be
0: undies. 100%, 100% organic, organic cotton 100% <laughs> organic. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Burgers or tacos? Hmm.
1: Tacos. Okay.
0: Yes, yes. Tacos with for the win. With it's
1: homemade corn tortilla.
0: Uh, uh, oh, see. Oh, getting fancy oh, that, over here. I'll I
1: don't make them. them.
0: No, no, no. This is it's just a so local restaurant. Oh, okay. I was like, man, you are really breaking it uh-huh. down, making your own. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, piercings or tattoos? <laughs> uh, I don't wear jewelry do and I don't have a, a tattoo. I'm um, happy to say tattoos. tattoos. Oh. So, okay, let's so right. I, I, I don't have, have one, one,
1: though. Uh, uh, uh,
0: maybe that uh, needs
1: so to,
0: need so so to be. Exactly. Maybe we need to go get. Ah, there it is. We need to go get a tattoo. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm down. You just gotta figure out what it what 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 you want and, and That's where what's hard
1: about it. That's and why I get stuck. stuck. So many choices.
0: <laughs> and like it's permanent, you know. What do I permanently want yeah. on me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll That'd keep be that we'll keep that in the back pocket. All right, weird or crazy. Weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm nice. Oh, that, nice. that was a strong, weird strong weird. I like that. Weird. Okay. Strong yeah, weird. Ketchup or mustard. Mustard. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Net- uh, ketchup. Oh, okay. That's oh, that's weird. that's all good. All right. Last but not least, Netflix or Hulu. So I don't. The
1: TV watching I get is with the kids we got netflix on a lot i actually like apple tv you
0: didn't give me that choice nice okay I'm apple tv some, like
1: ted lasso I, and i'm watching this invasion
0: i knew you were Alien. gonna say ted lasso i tried to watch the first episode maybe i need You're to like, restart it i wasn't trying be- to get with i mean everybody i heard everybody talking about it i said maybe i need to give it episodes. exactly maybe i'll give it another try <laughs> all five all right so to wrap things up Um, do you have a favorite saying, quote, scripture, something that you like to use to either motivate, inspire, or encourage yourself?
1: Mm, Yeah, um, they change often, but one right now for me is from Brene Brown. Um, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and be who you are.
0: We're going to make sure we drop that into the notes as well. All right, so. Let me, let the listeners know how to follow you on your journey.
1: Yes. So I have a Instagram account, um, regenerate.physio. You can see a lot of pelvic health knowledge bombs there, but also I've got a private Facebook group called Pelvic Thrive Wellness, and you can join me on there where, um, we talk about all things, pelvic health, um, women and men are invited to that group, but we mostly have women. And um, you know, keep an eye out. I will be doing some pelvic health coaching here in twenty twenty two. So um probably won't be till the later latter half.
0: Awesome. To wrap it on up, this has been awesome. Like, you know, every time we talk, we learn more things about each other and about even even throughout this last this uh twenty plus year of friendship, we continue to kind of dip it, dig a little bit deeper and learn more about each other. And learn how very similar we are when it comes to a lot when it comes to a lot of things. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode of Feel Better Naked podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, go ahead and share with a friend or two, and we'll see you guys on next time. See ya. Hey everyone,
1: thank you for joining us today on our real conversations and journey to feeling better naked. I know there are a million other things you could be doing sending you all the love check out the show notes to grab any tidbits or tools that were discussed on the episode today and be sure to subscribe you don't want to miss next week's episode remember you are enough